Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast. And you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm Jake Amaru, the writer-director of The Asian. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Com up in my bum, please. Snitch. Get up to my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snitch. Genius. With Dom. Eating pizza and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Road Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Moviecast. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Stuart. How are you? I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> I, I, uh, I finished work ooh, uh, six hours ago. Oh, good grief, After man. a 12-hour shift. But I don't care. It's good because I get to chat to you. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm okay I, with that. I, I thought that I had it bad. There was a, a young filmmaker that um, I guess you could say I mentor him, but it's probably more encouragement than anything else. But I've, I've passed some gear off to him periodically. And, you know, whatever I'm, I just feel like I'm not going to use, he might as well use. And so anyway, he was over and I, he was – probably here until about 9.30, somewhere in there. And then it took me a while to go to bed. I had some other things I had to do. So, yeah, man, I thought I was sleep-deprived. Got up this morning at 5 and just felt like I, I don't know, maybe I was part of that Titanic, uh, you know, swimming through that cold water. Rose <laughs> let me on to the, the door, which was nice, but, Possibly. you know. Well, I, I put a tweet out earlier saying I've got two podcasts today, and, and no, I don't. I've got one today and one on Sunday. I totally, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore so it's like <laughs> it's all good it's all good that almost sounds like a rock and roll holiday wasn't it joe walsh that said that um you know the weekends lose their meaning just because you're rocking all the time right we- weekends lose the meaning when you work nights as well because your your brain kind of gets a bit <laughs> a bit weirded out because you'll start your shift on like a monday but you'll finish it on a wednesday and then on the wednesday yeah. night you're back in again you work till thursday so you kind of lose uh, lose control of what day it is. Oh yeah, so it's very video strange. editors are generally don't have a uh, window in the room. So <laughs> there were times where I would go in, especially in the winter, because uh, we only have you know it's about nine hours worth of daylight. So I would go in before the sun came up. I would go home after the sun went down, and it kind of felt like being in space. It, it, it's kind of <laughs> you know you lose all track. If it weren't for the clock on the wall, then I I would not have known what time it was. Space that, or Shawshank. 
one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. Down in the hole or whatever it is, right? Or the oh, shoe, isn't that what they call it on uh, the orange? Shoe. Yes, which yeah. I've now finished. I enjoyed that show. So it's, oh, really? uh, it has joined a list of many shows that I go, do you know what? That was worth my time. I enjoyed it. And, you know, the weird thing about that, uh, Michelle enjoys watching, you know, she'll watch it all the way through, right? You know, from the beginning of the season to the end. Yeah. I don't always catch those episodes, you know, like all the episodes, but I know the characters. They've done a good job building them, and they're very diverse. It almost reminds me of, um, and this is a weird comparison, I realize that, but uh, Gears of War had such cool characters for the first three games where everybody had this the strong flavors from the cold train to uh phoenix to dom to you know and um so you just you you felt like you knew these people forever so it's the same kind of thing with the orange in that you know these characters they're very just distinct i like that versus so many tv shows have these vanilla characters where you know and then they want to have like john johnny and jack and I'm just like, I don't even care at this point. This is worse than Game of Thrones with Uli Hutha and whatever. You know what I mean? Just forget it, dude. Plus, I, he's gonna, I struggled with Game of Thrones in its early years until I worked out, right, you don't have to know every character. <laughs> as long as you know one main one from each, so you know which is a good one, which is a bad one, which you like, which you don't like, then you're, <laughs> you're all good. But. Oh, yeah. So, so today, yeah. I, I always love the shows with you because I never really know what the topic's going to be. So it's quite nice. <laughs> you, you'll know yourself when you're hosting a podcast. You, oh, you, yeah. You know pretty much what you're going to say well in advance because you're planning it in your head. So when you go on somebody else's show, you're right. like, I don't even know what's coming. It's great. It's a nice little <laughs> holiday, isn't it? It's great. So I always enjoy the shows with you. <laughs> and, you know, keyword planning in your head. <laughs> Although much. I did put some notes down in the sidebar here in front of me on the screen, but yeah, it's um yeah, for the most part it comes to me like right, you know, within the 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 previous hour, all these thoughts and and stuff, including me starting my day with English muffins which came from England. So well, I was chatting, I, just before we get going, I was chatting with filmmaker Neil Johnson as we were on tour with a rock band. It was a, nice. so much fun. So Bob yeah. and I are going to do a, a full show on all my stories and stuff on that. But Neil and I were discussing how much we enjoyed your show with him. You know, oh, really? The one-on-one. <laughs> so we, we were chatting about that. Me, obviously, from a listener and him from a participant. And he is a right. big fan of Mr. John Fouts. <laughs> so I just thought... Oh, dude, that, that, is, that is quite the compliment, man. I appreciate that. And you know... That goes right into the topic of this conversation, positivity, yeah. because I've always admired how you review movies mm-hmm. and because let's face it, as filmmakers, both the two of us, as well as Neil, although Neil's in a different league, um, as far as, I mean, to do sci-fi we're, with we're the like, quality and the grandiose scale that he does. We're like uh, the Russian dolls. So you've just said Neil's <laughs> on, a big, on a different scale, but you're on a different but, scale to me as well. So I'm happy to very very happy at the minute to be the little tiny russian doll <laughs> so it's, it's cool well worth opening all the rest to get to you Stuart. so yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um but you know you you tend to review movies especially the independent films yeah. very kindly and i think you know i was watching youtube gosh probably been within the last couple of weeks and there was an interview with george lucas and he was talking about you know back in the day when he screened Star Wars with to his friends, which were iconic uh, yeah, directors. They were, yeah. And, yeah, and and instead of going, I mean, and they did say, "Wow, this is crap, man. I don't understand what happened to you." But you know, but instead of just leaving it at that, they were like, "Dude, I don't understand. Explain it to me. Help me understand." And it was never 
um, for the sake of demolishing George Lucas so he would never complete Star Wars. It was so that it would be memorable and a game changer for the industry, which it was. And it certainly inspired me to become a filmmaker. And I know it, it had you know, a heavy impact on you as well. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it's that day and age just seems to have gone away for some sad reason where, you know, most of the film meetups, um, you know, where you should get encouragement as a filmmaker, especially an independent filmmaker, even those have become nasty, you know, because, oh, and mine's the best. Yours sucks. And why? You don't have any, there's no metrics on why mine sucks and yours is awesome no. because they're the same, man. You know what I mean? They're at the same level. So let's encourage and, and, and try to find, okay, you know what? Yours is a sci-fi because that's what I love. But anyway, you know, so you should try to enter these film festivals. Let's be helpful. And then yours is told horror with blood and gore and chainsaw splatter <laughs> you should man you should really get in with you know this other film festival so that you can get the acclaim that your film deserves yeah totally there's, uh, there yeah. seems to be somebody was talking and i can't remember who it was but i think it was, it was yeah it was an it was an actor i had uh, a couple of guests on a previous episode and one of the actors adam he in a still don't quite understand his phrasing because of the way that i do <laughs> stuff anyway but he pretty much said I love how you will you'll share other people's projects, even though you're doing your own. And to right. me, that's a no-brainer. It's like, uh, and I remember when he said yeah. it, I'm thinking, I get what you mean, but why would I not? <laughs> it's like, right. the, the, <laughs> I, I, there's there's no way that I would ever be, and I, I despise anybody that does it. Going, I've made a film, therefore you should watch my film and mm -hmm. attack everybody else's because yeah. mine is better. Just no help, help share. Right. It's uh, <laughs> it's a strange world that we live in now. But has the world always been like that, or is it getting worse? Is is a question that just keeps flying around in my head. Yeah, I, I think it was it was more of an event for an independent film to be made. You think about Robert Rodriguez selling uh, plasma and doing experimental drugs, not not of <laughs> the you know like not of the yeah. fun variety, but like hey. Let's see what this does to you. Best, Take these best book pills. ever. If you've not read Rebel Without a Crew, you yeah. get it. It's <laughs> it's educational. It's funny. You read it and you go, there's no way that's true. But it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fascinating <laughs> stuff. And then you look at where he is now as far as, you know, he has an entire studio. I don't know if you saw, uh, was it uh, Alita uh, Battle Angel or whatever it's called. But it's really good. I mean, like, you know, it, it, it had flow, and that was shot in his garage, for God's sake. I mean, it's it's an amazing feat. And he still has that indie kind of quality yeah. to his stuff, um, almost kind of like, um, you know, uh, Tony Scott did, yes. I think. He continued until, you know, the day of his death. Um, but anyway, but I, I, think if, I think there are so many movies being made, because now you can shoot a movie in 4K all on your iPhone, you know, or probably I think Google now has, uh, the droid has, was it 6K? Uh, Maybe it's 8K. It's it's crazy. And I don't understand how you could store that without over-compressing it. And then how are you going to see that? You can't because we don't even have 8K TVs. But anyway, I digress. But I think you know now it's so easy. So then it's just like if you only have two siblings – then, you know, there's still competition, but yet you're still rooting for them, right? But when you have a hundred siblings, then there becomes this competition for mom and dad's attention. And it I, I can only imagine, you know, if you had a hundred siblings. Yeah, that'd be but, expensive uh, Christmas. 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> man. Here's your dollar. Here's your dollar. Well, but the positivity dollar. side of things is, if they all spend the same sort of money, imagine the amount of presents you get. That's so, right. You, know, you could turn every uh, into a wow. That's quite good. That's right, man. Oh yeah, full size R two D two. Thank you, kids. Yep. Everybody just chipped in, you know, ten dollars, and you got something really cool. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think there's so much competition out there that people feel like, oh, well, I've got to slam everybody else's so that someone will look at mine. But they don't understand that when you slam everybody else's, you're slamming yours as well. If you will lift one project up and say, wow, you know what? You know, Neil Johnson is doing this phenomenal, you know, uh, movie, TV series. You should take a look. Well, then if that indie, because I, I still consider Neil indie with his mindset and the way he yeah, will go no, out. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, and I think I think Neil would <laughs> happily class himself as independent as well, definitely. Oh, Anybody who's lugging his own camera around and directing and, you know, trying to capture, you know, sound and all that stuff. Yeah, man, that's that's total indie. But so if someone looks at his stuff and go, wow, indie doesn't suck, then they'll look at your stuff. They'll look at my stuff. They'll look for other content because really, I think independent films as a whole still has a voice. Yeah, of course. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, versus, you know, hey, well, what can we do to make this Oscar worthy? What can we do to, you know, get on the ticket or whatever? So. But it's there. There are many new Neil Johnson stories that you will uh, certainly, <laughs> off, certainly off this trip. I mean, I, I've gathered a whole big pile of them, and you're right. He does lug his own camera. We were walking yeah. through London, uh, <laughs> and he was lugging this huge case that's got all his camera stuff in, and so you know, we've we had a very few busy days together uh, filming stuff together, which was really nice. In three days, he taught me more yeah. of a, about a camera. <laughs> than I knew previously, so it's, yeah, uh, yeah. He's, Did you bring he's your Neil camera? I brought my Neil camera. <laughs> Neil was wonderfully used, filmed yeah. lots of uh, rock band concerts and stuff like that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, but um, going back to the whole positivity thing, mm. um, because I almost got on the fact that uh, Neil also seems to just like keep perfect hair all the time. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> True story. He doesn't. I've seen him get up in the morning. You know, I uh, <laughs> I, I described him. You've seen Wizard of Oz. You know the lion. He can look oh, a, yeah. he look a bit like that in the morning. <laughs> so yeah. So the, the the perfect hair all the time. It's a uh, slight myth, but still near perfect. His imperfect <laughs> hair is still better than the majority of people's hair in the morning. There you so. go, man. My mine is a uh, punk rock mess this morning. Uh, just. Because I, I kind of got up, did some other things, and then here we are podcasting, and thank God no cameras. So, But anyway, <laughs> all that aside, um, you know, the whole positivity thing. Uh, Rod, the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, he and his wife Karen do this podcast. Yeah. And I, I you know, keep track of them. Sometimes I listen to the show if I have time. But um, he tweeted yesterday that uh, Twitter has become such a nasty negative place that he doesn't share some of the things that he really cares about because people are so negative. And, you know, and granted, I, I think social media kind of encourages that kind of, you know, let's, let's punch below the belt because what are they going to do? Go up to Alaska and kick your ass, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Go over to England, whatever, you know? And, but, but still, I mean, like I, it's, it's hard to, especially with all the politics, it's hard to just cut everything out. You can do those keywords, like I don't want to hear this word, this word, this word, but somebody is going to retweet something and it's going to get through whatever filter wall you have. Yeah. And then there's just this 
negativity. And I think politics, I don't know what's happening over in England. Uh, I know Brexit has happened, is about to happen. No, it's happened. We are no longer part of Europe. And guess what's changed? Nothing. <laughs> you can walk. I was talking to Annette about this the other day. We yeah. were walking around. Oh, it was Neil actually walking around in London. And I went, Oh, we're not part of Europe anymore. And he went, Oh, what's changed? I'm like, Nothing. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot tell. The the sky isn't falling. Buildings aren't in flames. Right. People aren't living, you know, more people aren't living on the streets than they were last week. Nothing's right. changed whatsoever because it, nothing will change until either the end of this year or the year after. But, you know, things change. It's not right. always a bad thing. There'll be some good things. There'll be some bad things. Right. You know, you, somebody gives you a Ferrari. You go, that's kind of cool. But some people will go, oh, great. Now I've got to get that insured. You know, it's just, <laughs> or, or, and the, the one I always use is that I could give somebody a bag with a million dollars in it. And right. then they'll go, wow, that's quite heavy. I've got to take that home <laughs> on the bus. So it's just, it's, it's a mindset. Right. Isn't right. it? It's like, and the same with the negativity on Twitter. I don't, tend to see too much of it or I don't pay attention to it. Right. You know, if I see people go, I just go, well, you know, it's not really about me. It's not something that I'm super passionate about. I'll just go, oh, look, grumpy cat meme. That's what <laughs> Oh, a new trailer. I'll watch that instead. So just, right. But some people do get hung up on the negativity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's got a lot to do with it. It's the, like the, the bag of money thing. You know, mm-hmm. I would look at it and go, well, it's kind of heavy that, but I've got a million pounds, million dollars in a bag. Wow, what can I do with this? Let's go right. make a movie. Right. <laughs> that, and if it's too heavy, then just, you know, take a few bills out as you get, leave like a little trail. I can you know, afford an sure Uber. Yeah. I'll, drive really me home. I'll tip the driver and then he can take tomorrow off and go take his partner out for lunch or something. Right. So it'd be nice. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. But there's just something about, a, like you say, there's a choice to be positive and share that positivity. Yeah. And it doesn't take any money. I know, um, I think it was earlier in the week, or maybe it was last week, there was some sort of pay it for, give a gift day or something like that. And I think it was Omey's, uh, the people who have all these raffles, for lack of a better term, like you buy a ticket and then you could win a Land Rover plus $100,000. It's crazy stuff. But it goes to support different causes, different nonprofits and stuff like that. So um, the – and I'm having a brain fart. Why did I even bring that? Oh, because Omey's had – I do. This shows you how tired I am, man. Um, but anyway, they were giving away a cup of coffee through Starbucks. So you would just go in, show this little code, they would scan it, and you'd get your free cup of coffee, whatever you wanted. So that was kind of cool, man, you know, as far as – but not everybody can do that. So, But you, you, when you give somebody some praise, when you give somebody a spotlight for their cause, when you compliment somebody, when you even hold the door for somebody, help them with you know carrying the, the stack of boxes or whatever, man, that's positive change. And I think if more people would do it, it would be contagious, but I, I don't know why some people are afraid to take part. And certainly some people, and this is something Nicole and I have discussed on 18 degrees below horizon podcast numerous times. Some people just love drama. And that was my takeaway even 20 years ago with the redneck culture and wherever, and, and it's not necessarily a negative term, but it covers all types of people. But it just seems like so many, uh, there's a lot of people who are just angry, but that seems to be their caffeine. 
that seems to get them out of bed in the morning. They go to work that the you know, job that they despise. They complain about that. And then just I don't know, it's that drama. And then if there can be anybody who is more, um, you know, is is less happy or more miserable. Hey, let's give them a hard time, make them even more miserable. So we feel better. It's just a whole backwards concept versus raising people up, because when you when you more or less, you know, when you bless people, for lack of a better term, then those people remember that. And then they not only pay it forward, but they remember you. So it's just like, you know, Neil passing the camera off to you so you can do Mimi. You haven't forgotten that. I mean, you know, it's even called Neil. And um, <laughs> so more people find out about it. But I mean, you know, that's something you're not going to forget about. And and so how how would you think that people can do more of this positivity? How can people start to turn towards the positive and, and just ditch the negative? I say the... the it, uh, you see people being negative all the time, and it's just so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've had it. I don't particularly like the day job, which is a night job. I don't particularly like it. I would, If somebody were able to give me the same amount of money not doing that job but doing something else, I would take mm-hmm. it. So it's right. not, But I like this, the wage that it gives me. I like the fact that every 17th of the month I get a bunch of money for it. <laughs> and I decided, because I was getting very sort of, not not annoyed or angry or in that work, but just like, oh, don't right. like this. It's very frustrating. And I realized how exhausting it was. So I thought, right, from, from New Year, which, you know, January the 1st, I'm mm-hmm. going to go in with a different mindset. I'm not going to let mm-hmm. things bother me at work. And I'm going to go in, do my job, and then come home and then, you know, play with Neil the camera and do some editing right. and watch some <laughs> movies, listen to some podcasts and so on. Right. And I noticed very quickly it was, I was less exhausted by mm-hmm. not being so just fed up all the time. Mm-hmm. So and it's something I've carried on as well, but I still see people at my night job. Be like, arr, arr, arr. Look, right. The fact that you're being negative and angry changes nothing. Right. It does not change anything about your job. You're the only one that goes home ranting and raving and complaining. Mm-hmm. Nobody else cares because everybody's everybody's doing different things. So if you can somehow learn to turn down the negativity, mm-hmm. I mean, the, I'll get go, to go back to the the tour bus thing. I spent three days on a tour bus which had a broken toilet so there was no toilet for two days <laughs> there was no way to have a shower right i was sleeping on a bus with about 10 people i'd never really met neil was the only <laughs> one there the right. majority of them didn't speak full english because they're italian and german right <laughs> uh, so i was sleeping in the smallest bed ever a little box right so there was just virtually no space it, the weather was terrible, so I got rained on constantly when I was helping them move their equipment, which I did by choice because I was right. just there to do camera. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to help because right. it's raining and I don't want them getting wet. So I did a little right. bit of positivity, but we'll get rid of that part for now. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was tiring, and but you know what? So you, that's the negative side. Mm-hmm. But the positive side is I got to go away for three days to do something that I'd never done before, to get some mm-hmm. of the best camera experience I've ever had, to hang out with my friend Neil Johnson for three days, and to tour with a rock band who right. let me film their concerts in pretty much whatever way I wish. <laughs> I got to be in a nightclub listening to very loud music, but music I would never have heard if I'd right. have gone on tour, make new friends, and at the end of it, all the band sort of welcomed me, and I got right. hugs from all of them, and they said, see you next time. <laughs> so th- I think there is a negative and a positive to everything but for me right. I'm not going to sit here and go you know I didn't have a shower for four days 
mm-hmm. I'm going to sit here and go, oh my God, I went on tour with a rock band. It was right. my almost famous <laughs> moment. And, and it is, it's up there as one of the highlights of my life. Right. And you know, the way to look at that is I got that because of Neil Johnson. Right. And um, but because of the way I interact with Neil Johnson and because I'm a supporter of him and I love his movies and I love hanging out with him. And he mm-hmm. saw the positivity and he went, I like you. I want to spend time with you. Why don't you want to come, you know, come with me and we'll go on tour with a rock band. Right. Right. So there, there's a negative way to look at it. Right. But the positive for me, it, that's definitely the more fun. Oh yeah. The, the definitely. And that applies to everything. I mean, you know, the, the, the Mimi footage, it's like, well, I've done that for virtually no money. I had no experience. Had a really, really tiny crew, as in like you know, <laughs> two or two or three people, not counting right. well, two, pretty much not counting uh, Lamissa and right. her mum. But right. I've, I've got a cool little trailer out there. So it's yeah. like there is something, and people have been kind. And it's, right, <sighs> positivity is easy. Positivity. Mm-hmm. If people need to be more positive, start by holding a door open for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the easiest. Doesn't cost you any money at all. Costs you very, very little energy. It probably costs you less energy than you can open your own fucking door. Do it yourself. Right. What? What right. are you, a doorman? <laughs> Just hold doors open. Yeah. Easiest. Easiest small yep. step. Kindness is is so easy if you're open to it. But I, it it takes you putting that because another thing um, that I made in my notes. Technology, I think that is another hindrance because you yeah. don't see beyond the screen. And we, we're we getting to that point where, you know, we want uh, Wi-Fi everywhere, although we have LTE service over here. So, I mean, everything's super fast. So, but, I mean, so many kids are always on that phone, always on that device, and they're not interacting. They're not paying any attention. They're not making eye contact with anybody that they can smile at, and they smile back because – bottom line, if you make someone feel visible, you've given them a gift because too many people feel invisible and left behind and, and cut off from society. So when you smile at them and they smile back, there's that brief interaction. If you want to speak after that, cool. But um, it's amazing what just that simple little gift can do. But technology gets so in the way. And then instead of getting and, – and you, know, it, you do get a high off being nice. If you're if you're nice to somebody, it's like when Neil called you up or however he contacted you and said, "Hey man, let's go on tour, rock and roll tour, and you can help me shoot and everything." That left you feeling damn good, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, and that's that was a. I mean, Neil just wanted you there, so it, it's not like it isn't even symbiotic, you know. I, and I, so, I also think that it, you mentioned the invisibility thing. I think mm-hmm. people do feel invis- invisible, but I also think they kind of make themselves invisible sure. in this day and age. And technology 100% ties into that. I think that the wars of the world, and I always sort of flippantly say this, but the lo- the wars of the world are due to touch screens and Netflix. Mm-hmm. So not just Netflix, <laughs> but Amazons. Because it's, right. you know, when we were growing up, we would watch TV and we would watch, our, you know, the A-teams and Knight Riders and Airwolves. And, mm-hmm. But then when they weren't on, they'd be like, well, what else is on? Oh, look, uh, a David Attenborough documentary about right. the wilds of Antarctica. So we would go, well, there's nothing else on, so I'll watch it. So right. we would learn stuff. Right. You know, and not, maybe not on purpose, but we would go, oh, I'll watch it. <laughs> and you would learn things. So you would, I'm right. pretty much self-educated. As I'd gone through with the school stuff, I'd left before right. Saturday exams, but I'm I'm a smart person. I right. like to think I'm very arrogant, but no, I'm a smart person. <laughs> but and I've self-taught myself by watching bits and pieces. But nowadays, people can watch 
dumb TV mm-hmm. if they want 24 hours a day because every single season of it is on right on there on there on whatever streaming platform the touch screens comes into you know with the mobile phones people mm-hmm. walk around in, in hundreds of years people will be born with big thumbs so they can type <laughs> and, and, right. and their necks will be lowered down because they don't have to look up right so right. they lose the whole i can interact with people you see it on buses oh, all yeah. the time i don't drive so i catch public transport and yeah. you will see the school buses and ninety percent of those have got their head down, and adults do it as well. They their head mm-hmm. down, looking at the smartphones. Oh yeah, and it's just mindless fluff for the majority to scroll through Facebook or looking what somebody's had for for their lunch on Instagram or just scrolling <laughs> through Twitter or whatever. And they don't right. communicate. And if they don't right. communicate, the the dominant side of communication comes out, which is that sucks. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Rather than uh, oh, good morning, how are you? Let me right. get, let me get that door for you. Right. They're, they're losing the ability to one-on-one communicate with people. Oh yeah. Well, you remember when we were younger, and like you know when Lost was on, for example, yeah. and that was really. I mean, yeah, we had the internet, but it wasn't to the degree that we have it now. No. And you know there was still something called water cooler conversation. Oh, you would go to work or you'd hang out with friends and. You would discuss what you just saw because you couldn't binge watch it because that's tough when, you know, it's um, I cannot remember like the Haunting of Hill House. There's one episode, I think it's episode six or seven that uh, takes place in the um, in the in the funeral home. And uh, the director did these beautiful one takes where the guy, the camera guy is just walking around with a steady cam and things are changing. They're taking an adult out of the casket and putting a child in there. And then there's a ghost that keeps moving and it, the, it beautiful, beautiful stuff. But because I binge watched it, I can't tell you exactly which episode it was, <laughs> no. but let me tell you, go see it. If you haven't seen it, the whole, the whole series is awesome. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's, um, I think we missed that opportunity to talk about things that excite us so that people can get to know you better. Cause I know the people who I know, um, you know, that I've gotten to know if it comes time to get them a gift, I know what they like yes, versus, man. you know, if you don't have any interaction or you're just monitoring on Twitter, which social media is, is very fake unless you really are honest with who you are. Um, it's all fake. I mean, you know, we all show pictures of landscapes and where we are and whatever. And, and in our hearts, we're just sharing to, you know, to share, but there's a lot of people that, you know, they'll walk by that brand new Tesla and take a picture and go, yeah, mine you ride and then walk <laughs> on off to their little Pinto. Right. You know, yep, I've seen people do that. I knew some guys, uh, filmmaker down south in London and he would do that. And I'm thinking, there's no way you've got that car. I've met you. No, <laughs> I've spoke to you about doing this, that, and the other. That's not you. And it was, right. So yeah, I, I have seen not for many years, but that made me smile that, that I remember right. that guy. <laughs> Oh me! But, but yeah, it's like, man. but it's like, what's the point? It's not your Tesla. Right. You're not right. You, why impress a bunch of strangers? It doesn't. I don't understand exactly. that either. And are those strangers going to say, "Hey, man, you've got a Tesla. I'm going to give you one million dollars to do your movie." No, they're, they're going to they're say, look at you and go, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's like, well, if you can afford a Tesla, yes, you don't need my money. So, yeah, man. I mean, like, drive that Pinto, man. Show us how beat up in this thing that barely makes it from point A to point B. And then maybe somebody will, you know, give you a, a little bit of, I don't know, at least gas money. Who knows? <laughs> I drive a bus pass and I'm okay with that. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh, good. let me tell you. 
if I was in the city, then I would walk or, you know, catch a bus or a taxi or whatever, man. I would, I would not miss driving because with, and once again, with the, you know, positivity versus negativity, there's so many drivers that are just so aggressive and, and to the extreme. I mean, I get it. If somebody is driving slow in the passing lane and you'd really like for them to get out of your way. I mean, I get that people should be courteous, yeah. but when it's like Michelle was telling me yesterday on the way to work, it was raining and people were driving slow. So it was stacked up about five deep in both lanes. And this truck was right up on her bumper. And, um, and so she eventually got out of his way and he was up on the next bumper. Well, the, the lines didn't move. So he pulls into the center lane. I don't know how your roads are laid out over in England, but pulled into the center lane, which is supposed to be like a turning lane yeah. and passed five people. And, you know, just, and kept on going just mad as hell, you know? And I, that's, that doesn't help with the positivity. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like driving. And I used to, because people were courteous and you go to other States and you'd see the mindset change. And I think Virginia was probably the nicest uh, group of people to travel with on their interstates because they would just, you know, if you wanted to get around, they give you space. Everybody's looking out for everybody. And I guess it's just the driving schools are a little bit different up there. But yeah, man, it's nice. It's that kind of positivity where it's like, you know what? Be grateful that you have a car, that you have gas, that you're driving somewhere, you know? But that guy, the guy in the center lane, he'll have saved maybe, ooh, three minutes on his drive. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like... Well, yep. But jumping back to Netflix and invisibility thing, which I, I knew I was headed somewhere, but I forgot. <laughs> it was people, pe and I was thinking about this yesterday because ever since I know, right, I'm going to be doing this podcast with John. What's what's my take on this whole topic? And I've, that's why yep. I love the shows with you because it's making me think about different stuff and then go, oh, actually, maybe I could be a bit more positive. But the, the invisibility, <laughs> people don't take a break. Right. Anymore. So like before this podcast, when you'd message me saying, oh, I'm going to be 10 minutes late, and I went, oh, John's 10 minutes late. It sucks. He's terrible. He's never on time. How dare I you didn't. disrespect me? <laughs> How right? dare he? Right. I'm going to delete him from Twitter. And all. I thought, well, I'm going to just put my uh, put put some music on and just sit in my little office room yeah. and just listen to music. People yeah. don't do that anymore. They're always in front of a screen, be it a That's TV funny. watching something, be it a phone checking something. And it's like people <laughs> just do not disconnect anymore. No. And that takes its toll, which I, I've known that yeah. in the past where I'm either podcasting or writing something or watching a screen or doing this or doing that. And you think, no, I'm gonna, you, people need to take time out for themselves, be it go for a walk. Yeah. In the sun, if if you happen to have sun, which we don't in the UK at the minute, but I'm hoping we do in a few months, and just just disconnect from from your Wi-Fi signal or yeah, you know, don't feel a need to have it. People get freaked out if they forget their phone or their phone breaks. And like, oh right. no, I need a phone. I was at work last night and there was a woman there and she was saying that she's bought her ten-year-old son an iPhone because he needs one. He needs wow. one. We've we've he's got to keep in touch. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't at all. And I think that's a technology thing. It's an excuse. Right. And a lot of parents do it. I think they go, don't, they've, oh, yeah. they've got to have a phone. If you want to buy your, your son or daughter a phone or whatever, fine. You know, if that's that's okay. But they right. don't need one. They don't have to have yeah. one to keep in touch. And but there's one. still something called a flip phone, which yeah. means that they will use it to talk only or text, yes. I guess. But, you know, you can limit all that stuff so that literally if it's just for emergencies – then they have something in their pocket that stays charged for a week or plus, you know? I do that with my uh, Samsung quite often where I will yeah. just switch off the mobile data, 
disconnect it from the Wi-Fi and actually uh-huh. turn it back into a phone for a while. So if somebody wants to reach me, they can <laughs> right. do it by text or they can do it by phone. There's no, I don't feel the need to go, right, I need to know what's going on Twitter. I need right. to know now if there's a new trailer out or I need right. to know now if, if Ray Donovan's been cancelled and blah, 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 you know, this sort of stuff. So I, I do periodically turn it back into a phone and it's great. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, you know, and I'll grant it on long trips, there was uh, one relative that we would go see and I'd load up, you know, the kids in the minivan and it would be about a four hour trek. And for everybody to have their own device and it be quiet versus the fighting and the arguing, that's nice. (laughs) But, but, you know, there's plenty of times where we, we do need to disconnect. And I was reading an article where it said, you know, to be successful, don't start your day with, uh, the computer or watching videos or whatever, just start your day with meditation or listening to music or reading a book. And I was like, man, that's a great idea. So I pull out my book, which is my Kindle. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you pull out your electronic device, device. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a paper white Kindle. So I that's can't okay. watch videos and stuff. Yeah, so like, that's as close as I have to books these days. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's tough when you really think about, you, you know, you should get away and not start your day with uh, electronic devices. Good yeah. luck, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I do it. I think, right, well, I'm off work for however many days. Tomorrow, I'm not going to go near a computer. I don't need to. You know, website articles can wait. I'm not doing a podcast, blah, blah, blah. I'm not right. going to do it. And then I go, oh, hang on a minute. I've got to reply to that message that John sent me. So right. I'll just do that. <laughs> oh, somebody sent me. Oh, hi, Neil. How are you? And the <laughs> next thing I know, I've been on it for 45 minutes. And I put it down and go, right, let's start yeah. this day when I'm not on it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, it is very difficult because we've come. So I can't imagine what it's like for the younger generation who, oh, yeah. I mean, we were around before there was all this technology. Some of them weren't. So they're, right. they're just like, it's like us in television, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. You know, definitely. we've never known a time where there was no television. Right. But we did know a time where there was no streaming. So therefore, if you wanted to watch an 8 o'clock show, it was on at 8, be there. Don't miss the beginning because there's no pausing. And once that's done, then what you going to do, man? You can either watch another show or you can go draw. I mean, I I love drawing. So that was kind of my thing. Or action figures, you name it. I mean, as a kid, I, I stayed by myself most of the time. So... Um, I enjoyed playing and making my own world. And I think that's helped me be creative to this day. But I, yeah. nowadays, you know, if you want to blow whatever, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 seconds, go get TikTok and just watch that stuff. And once it's fine tuned, because I thought it was junk to begin with, and I laughed at my daughter for suggesting that I should check it out. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, damn, this is good. This is funny. Wow, and this is very creative. And then before long, it's 20 minutes later, you know, and then, yeah. <laughs> because you're thinking they're just little short pieces, right? It's only like, you know, 15, 30 seconds, whatever. And so it's easy to stop. It's not like going on YouTube and then it's like, hey, Joe Rogan show, and this is a clip, but it's 20 minutes. So, you know, it, it keeps you captive. But, um, yeah, it's just one after another. It's kind of like, you know, eating just one potato chip or that big <laughs> box of chocolates where you're like, I'll just have this one. This one looks like it's good. Oh, and that one looks like And yeah. before long, man, the whole box is gone and you just feel sick. There's only 12 left. I might as well finish them off. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I've eaten 26. <laughs> that was the joke because, like, uh, you know, when we had plenty of kids and then we everybody had to take turns cleaning up the kitchen. And my version of cleaning up the kitchen was also like, well, there are these, you know, the candies or the cookies or whatever. I'm just going to eat the rest of those. Clear that plate away. Put it into the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you and I have a unique um, platform with podcasting that we can give people a voice that otherwise may not have a voice. You know, we can talk about uh, like, and I can't remember the girl's name who did the uh, animated depression video, which I thought was really good. And she is going to be on the podcast. Um, And we just haven't decided on when. But, you know, it's people need encouragement. And just like I remember you asking me, you know, does it ever get easier, you know, like, you know, putting the Mimi teaser trailer online? <laughs> yeah. You know what and I mean? Especially when you put a version up and it gets 1,400 views and then you go, why is Twitter cut that version down to, from 1 minute 27 to 44 seconds? Oh, right. crap. I uploaded <laughs> the wrong version. So I've got to re-upload a full version now. Nobody told me. Nobody went, I like your trailer, but look, is there not a beginning to that? Kind of looks a bit odd. Right. Maybe nobody noticed, but so I've now re-upped the proper one, but, uh, you know. Everybody just thought it was creative, man. You're very artsy. You did. Everybody was kind. Like uh, that's 44. Really, it's the weirdest trailer ever. <laughs> but you know, but it's everybody is in fear of this judgment, which mm. you know, again, going back to the George Lucas and his, uh, you know, uh, Coppola and all those people that he surrounded himself with, um, they were all for him. He was for them. It's a completely different mindset versus now. It's like, oh, we've got to tear everybody down and. Some movies that are great that you and I have enjoyed immensely. I can't come up with any right off the top of my head that the critics were like, oh, it's trash. Don't even bother with it. Right. But I enjoyed it, man. But it hurt the box office numbers. And that's what's keeping us from getting a sequel. My favorite comic, and I'm not even kidding. Many people will go, yeah, really? You're not serious. I am. My favorite comic book movie of the the Marvel, the DC, and all that this sort of stuff. So I'm taking out the Crow, which is right. the comic movie. Is right. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate yeah. Cut. I right. love that film. I love the music, the visuals, the, even the shot of the pearls. You're like, do you know what? I, I genuinely oh, yeah, love man. that movie. Yeah, but people t- tear that down, and it hurt the box office. So it's just oh yeah, yeah. What it's like? Uh, what was that? Ryan Reynolds. Um, Oh my gosh! It wasn't LAPD. It was something like RIPD. I watched that because because you recommended it, and I thought, oh, it's going to be like Men in Black. But Men in Black was fun, and yes, it was kind of like Men in Black. But it was a fun movie. Took me an hour and a half to watch that film. An hour and a half out of my day, (laughs) and so so so. But that's fine, right? You know the people. So it's like. the thing with the movies that I don't understand. So, so John Fouts, filmmaker, decides to go out and spend a hundred million dollars on a movie, and mm-hmm. he's going to spend years of his life making this film, and he's going to bring all these people together to craft whatever type of film it is. You know, like a Dirt right. Cheap Therapy two, like a reboot. Right. You're going to reboot Dirt Cheap Therapy. Right. Do that, and you're going <laughs> right. to go. Oh, I'm going to do better than Dexter did. So you're going <laughs> to do it, and then it eventually comes out after such turmoil. Yeah. I, and so many people got to like it. Right. But can you not appreciate that John Fouts all this money and it put all this film together and the crew and this person got hurt on the set and this, right. that, and the other. Do you not appreciate that? But no, no I just don't like the film. Right. What didn't yeah. you like about it? I, know, I just didn't like it. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> can you not? And that's the thing with the movies. It's the, the Billie Eilish, the, the singer, she's brought yeah. her Bond theme out, No Time to Die. And... So she's has, I believe she won a lot of Grammys or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and the, the album that she won the Grammys for was was written and recorded as far as I know in her, in her bedroom. Right. And you've gone from that to right now doing a Bond theme. Right. 
I'm, as soon as she was announced, I'd heard the name before, so but I wouldn't be able to name any of her songs or or go, oh, yeah, I know her. I knew the name because I'd seen people tweeting it. But people were just like, yeah, Bond theme's going to suck. She's going to be terrible. <laughs> How do you not just, just at least wait right. and listen to it and then go, yeah. I like it, right. I don't like it. Opinions are fine, but I think people get so hung up on right, I, that's my opinion, but I need to dial this up and just keep banging on about it. Right. And I think part of the problem ties into <laughs> social media. If I, you know, if we were, and we are friends, but if we were the sort yeah. of friends who were able to just go around to each other's houses mm-hmm. or, or sit around at dinner tables, it's like you know, me, Annette, Michelle, you, and we saw, and every time I came, oh, I hate this and I hate that, and right. watch this film and it's terrible and it was horrible and the Billie Eilish song. Oh, is this <laughs> I would fully expect you to a either go. Do you know what? I don't think we could be friends anymore. But right. all you do is come round and complain, <laughs> right. or just go, Stuart. Can you just shut up? Right. Stop, stop. And that's the way that friendships used to be. Right. But with social media now, I can I could go on Twitter now and rant about everything I see. Trump, right. movies, uh, books, songs, Billie Eilish, Bond theme. Blah, blah. Nobody can shut me up. Right. Nobody can go. Oi. Stop it. Stop being right. negative. And I think that's where part of the problem is. It's, it's the communication breakdown. Right. But well, and two, when you tweet, if anyone likes your tweet or Instagram post or Facebook post, um, once you get a like or 15 likes or 150 likes, then you're like, yeah. I mean, it's empowering. It does make you yeah. feel good. Yeah. But when it's about something negative, like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so sucks and this movie sucks, his politics sucks, whatever – and people are encouraging that kind of negative behavior. And I think sometimes someone may say something and you agree with it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you just want to hear nonstop puking about it, you know? No, not. Um, yeah, because one facet of it may annoy me, but then maybe, you know, I mean, sometimes the way someone will tell a story, someone sent me a script uh, recently to review, and I don't understand, I, I don't understand the humor. But it's because I don't watch the show that inspired this 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 script. And so I asked my daughter, who's a big fan of the show, if she would read it and just tell me if it's any good. Because I can't tell, man, you know, but I'm not gonna say, wow, your script it's sucks. Crap. It's just I can't <laughs> I can't get it, man. I, I don't understand it. You know? I remember Fifty Shades of Grey coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's a book that I've never read, a book series I've never read. And the film came out and it was being destroyed by people who had really no interest in reading the book or didn't want to watch the right. anyway. And I remember having a conversation with somebody at a previous day job. And I'm like, did you like it? Oh, God, it was amazing. I'm yeah. happy for you. Right. I watched the first one. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a well-shot film based on not very good dialogue. But that, <laughs> but it wasn't written or made for me. Right, right. So it's like there, there are films out there or books or Billie Eilish songs or whatever people don't like. But that's right. fine. It's They're not... You know they don't record or shoot the films for me personally or for you personally. Right. They do it in the hope that some people will like. Some of my favorite films ever are, are critically destroyed. I love Meet Joe Black. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great film. But even Brad Pitt runs around bitching about that one. <laughs> but it's it's such a good film. Well, I've often said that my favorite part of that movie is where he's looking over his shoulder and he walks into traffic and gets hit by a <laughs> <He> bounces. <laughs> and we all laugh because he got hurt. It's kind of weird. <laughs> really, thank Johnny Knoxville for that, man. You know, 
you know, two thoughts came to mind. And that was one, um, you know, to say, wow, the thing's going to suck, which is just you don't know how it's going to gel with the visuals because Bond intros are very visual. So, you know, you think about Skyfall, which is probably one of my favorite Bond movies, just because it's one of those that I could show anybody. And it doesn't matter that you, you miss the first, you know, uh, you know, couple of, uh, Daniel Craig movies, nor that you're going to watch, uh, any more Daniel Craig movies. It's a good standalone Bond movie. And, but you think about how powerful that song is, that goes along with, you know, I mean, I love the way Bond movies are so ballsy with, okay, we're going to show you the whole movie, but it's kind of, it's going to be kind of like an acid trip. But when you get to the end of the movie, go back and watch the opening credit, uh, you know, the opening uh, title sequence, and you'll see the whole movie. It's yeah. like, hey, man, this is what you have. I mean, it's the best <laughs> teaser trailer ever, you know? It's great. But, the, but Skyfall, that when um, Bond gets shot and falls off the train, and you're just like, holy did that just happen? You know? And, um, and then the music starts and it's so perfect, you know? And then the whole thing comes together and who would have thought because she sings sad love songs. One of the saddest love songs I've ever heard is that one where she's like, yeah, I I came up and to see you, this is my poor, poor paraphrase, but it's like, I came up to see you and you'd already moved on. And so I'm hurt. And I was like, Holy crap, man. I don't know that I want to listen to that again, (laughs) you know, but but who would have thought that Skyfall would have been such a, a – that was the perfect song to start off that movie. So to go ahead and <clears> – for anyone to go ahead and damn um, uh, Eilish song because you haven't heard it, you don't know how it's going to go with the the visuals, it could be perfect. It could be absolutely everybody then um, takes her to the whole next level. So instead of just winning Grammys, she's got more accolades because it's that big. You know, I just don't understand the logic – where it's people, and they do, they, they want to dislike something. Yeah. And and they, they they obviously do. You know, the the perfect example is, and I do enjoy recording with him and look forward to meeting him at some point, but Stu Miller on the Monday Movie Show. Yeah, yeah. And his co-host. It's like, uh, you know, I've had the conversation with him saying, why do you watch, you watch a lot of films, you dislike a lot of films. <laughs> and he right. does. He struggles to have a top 10 each year. I'm like, why do you do that? He went, oh, I have to for my show. And I'm thinking, well, you don't. You know, us as <laughs> right. podcasters, we, we don't make money doing this. Right. We, you know, we, you know, we get lots of cool geek treats and stuff. And you right. know, I certainly know I have in my life with the whole right. podcasting thing. But I don't have to do anything. Right. I don't have to. If there's a film coming out that... that yeah, I'm not a fan of watching. There's a few films. I'm not really. I can't think of one of this example that, which is the way that my mindset goes. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to hate that film. Right. If it comes out, and I don't really want to watch it. I, I don't watch it. <laughs> you know, Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw came out when uh, the trailer, and right. I watched it, and I thought I love the Fast and Furious movies. Right. But I looked at that the lengthy trailer, and I thought that doesn't look very good to me. I'm not really that interested in watching it, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I ended up watching it, and it was great. I had a lot of yeah. fun watching it. So it's like, but I didn't go, right, I need to tell all my Twitter followers how terrible I think this trailer looks. Right. Just move on. <laughs> and people have accused me of liking every film I see. It's like, well, I don't like every film I see. Trust me, I watch a lot of terrible films. Right. I just we don't. We just don't hear about it. because <laughs> no, what's the point? Right. You know, if you ask me, and I can't think of an example, but if you ask me, what's this film like? What's film X like? I'm like, well, I didn't like it. And it's always right. in the phrase. It's right. not a terrible film. Right. I just didn't like it. Because some things just so. don't speak to the individual. 
You know, I think about uh, what was the Dwayne Johnson movie where it was a skyscraper? Was that the name of it? Skyscraper? I quite like that. If you get a chance to watch that, it's quite good. Actually. It was yeah, that awesome. was another one I was not interested in watching. Exactly. Like, eh, I saw it looks the trailer. Terrible. Yeah, I yeah. saw the trailer and I was just like, eh, whatever, yeah, man. I'm good. Watched it yeah. and thought, you know what? It's quite a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of the things, the keys to liking that movie, I, or one of the things that garnered my appreciation was the fact that it was kind of a throwback to the original Die Hard, where this yes. guy had a fake leg, not that, uh, you know, the, um, oh, what, I want to say John Connor, and that is so wrong, but his name was John, wasn't it? In, um, yes. Yeah, in Die Hard. But anyway... Um, you know, he had his limbs, but he walked on glass. He was bleeding. And the same thing with the rock in this movie. I mean, it wasn't the superhero Hobbs and Shaw thing, you know, which is hilarious. I I appreciate the ludicrosity of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, it's funny how some trailers, like I didn't want to like, um, the, uh, dark fate Terminator because I saw the trailer and I'm like, ah, it just looks goofy and i don't like the animation and i don't like the fact that the terminators are coming out of the ocean and they're dry i mean you know but it was unfinished stuff you know and i I get that somebody was explaining to me okay whatever but then i watched the movie and i really really like it i mean like i watched it last week i had no interest in watching dark fate right so here we go again yeah another terminator movie (laughs) let's just stick with the first one and the second one in the tv series blah 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 but i thought you know what you know i've bought it i've got it in the house let's just see how how bad this thing is right and i liked it there was a few things in it where i'm like i really didn't need to see that film (laughs) yes it's the same story as the other one again (laughs) but there was you know the whole fight scene in the factory and stuff i'm like that's impressive so all in all i like that film i wouldn't rush out and tell him oh my god you gotta watch it it's amazing it's top 10 of the year but it wasn't awful and even if it was it took me just short of two hours to watch it right the the thing i was thinking last night was Mm -hmm. and i think this was a similar Annette and I were having a conversation about arranged marriages, basically. So we were like, you know, in certain cultures, they arrange marriage, blah, blah, blah. blah. And because somebody Annette knows at work, they're going through one. And we were just doing that flippant chat going, could you imagine if that was like, you know, everybody had to do that. Would it work? Would it not work? And I would struggle if it was this. And we're just having a good old conversation. Right. And then... um, I, I sort of segued into something which does fit into the positivity negativity thing. Mm-hmm. So on average, you know, we're every single one of us were born at a certain time, and let's say we all live to a hundred. Let's say it was like Logan's Run type thing, but, <laughs> right. but but extended. Right. So we're all around for a hundred <laughs> years, and then then we're not. Right. Then we're not able to go to cinema and eat popcorn or or right. sit on a beach. None. Once a hundred years is done, it's gone. Right. Then you would ascend like, into the unknown. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, either there is something or there is absolutely nothing. And right. You're never going to be able to do it again. Right. What is the point in spending so much of those hundred years going, that's crap, this is crap, <laughs> right. that's awful. Yeah. You know, and I look back on my own life and we talked about it, and which is still to date one of my favorite podcast episodes where you just like tell me about this about oh my god this is, this is quite interesting uh, is people can look at some of my life go, oh this happened and that happened and oh no this is terrible and that's terrible but it's like no i got to hang out with a rock band on a tour bus or right I got to do over 500 episodes of a podcast and i've met george romero and i've hung out with the walking dead and right i've seen all this and i've, I've done all these wonderful fun things that's so much more 
fun to, to look back on. I want to be sitting on a rocking chair when I'm about 90 years old, just with a grin on my face going, look at all the cool crap I've done. Right. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Rather than, well, Batman v Superman was terrible. Right. <laughs> just, you know, your life should be entertaining. Right. Not at the expense of others, though. You know, right. so I'm going to go push people downstairs because I want to do it. It'll, it'll make me feel good. Yeah, but you're pushing people downstairs, so don't do it. It's me. Right. <laughs> so just enjoy life and be happy. Oh, definitely. Plus, I think you get in the way of people's happiness when you say, well, you know, don't pick up the latest album by Nickelback. It sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a Nickelback fan. I haven't yeah. heard their latest album, but I'm just—I thought I'd throw that out there because there's so few of us out here. But anyway, exactly. Um, but you know, when it—but for me to say that that album sucks or that movie is trash, what if that is the exact movie? Because I, I believe that that there is that that movies can speak just volumes to people if they'll just listen. I, I feel like every movie is for a purpose, no matter what it is. And maybe maybe that's a stretch for some movies, but it—you know—like. Um, uh, and I've said this before on a bunch of podcasts. When Guardians of the Galaxy came out, it was a tough summer for me. There were just a lot of things going on emotionally, um, dealing with kids' issues and stuff like that. And I was depressed, man. And uh, Michelle said, let's go see a movie. Let's just do this this afternoon. And I was like, I don't even want to go see a movie. And I knew nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Once and I, even in the parking lot, we sat there in the minivan. I'm like, you know what? The hell with this. I don't want to go. I'm, I'm, and she was like, no. Pull the keys out. Let's go in. And then once the movie started and here goes, you know, Star-Lord dancing around the music and picking up Womp Rats or whatever they were and singing into them like they were a mic. I laughed and I came out of that movie feeling so much better. And that carried on uh, and that just kind of like made the clouds disperse. And every time they started to try to come in, I would disperse them again. So you never know what something could do with some, you know, for somebody. And you know, like uh, Eddie the Eagle. That was another movie that just, I mean, such a feel-good movie. And then, I don't know if you've seen Fighting With My Family, but no, it's it's put out by the Wrestling Federation, whatever they call themselves. And Dwayne Johnson's in there. And just for kicks, I said, Michelle, you want to give it a try? And she said, sure. Awesome movie, man. It was it was great. So, But it, I don't know. There just seems to be... I don't know. I, I always, I still do wonder if negativity has got worse or whether we just we're aware of it more because it is global. Yeah, you you could sit in your room and something can really annoy you, and you can tweet it, and hundreds, thousands, whatever people will right know that. But if you don't tweet it, then nobody knows about it. Well, and I think it's know. the same thing. You look at politics back in the olden days, where a politician traveling by train. This was back, you know, like I guess they had a telegraph, maybe. Uh, but in the early U.S., right? And um, the politician would say, ah, blah, 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 A, B, and C. And then go to the next place and go, whoa, no C. We're going to do F, G, and I. And then he goes to the next spot, and nobody's fact-checking because not everybody has a phone. And and two, I think, you know, so with with that example, we I think there were pockets of negativity. But unless you went and penetrated that pocket, like if that wasn't your crowd in school, if that if that's not where you work, then you didn't have to contend with it. You could pick your 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 poison or you know uh, super juice, however you want to you know think about it. But I mean, you could go and find that group that loved Lost and wanted to talk about their theories, and that was one of the things. I can't remember which movie we're shooting. I think it was Nerds of Steel, and one of the cast members said, "Hey." 
if it's okay, can we wrap a little bit early and we all gather and watch Lost? It was almost like a religious thing. It was hilarious. And uh, but and I was like, yeah, man, let's let's book it through this, uh, you know, this um, this scene. Let's wrap for the day. Let's go watch Lost together. And it was so communal. And we were all like, oh, hey, I think this and this is my theory. And it's just cool, man. But but nowadays, like you're saying, man, with social media, everything's out there. Somebody could say, oh, well, you know, uh, this is lame. This sucks. Uh, life sucks, whatever. <laughs> and, you know, and it's and then people are liking it. So they're just going to keep feeding that negative beast. But then it's hard unless you just simply I know at one point I was so busy um, with stuff, I would only look at the direct mentions or whatever they call it on Twitter. So unless someone tagged me in something, I wasn't keeping up with anybody. You know, I, Same, do, I do that. I, my, yeah. my default is direct men, you know, mentions. That's right. why I probably don't see a lot of this negativity unless <laughs> I click the other button by choice and go right now and look at the timeline, <laughs> right. which I do periodically, but right. I haven't got the time to go right. I'm going to scroll through everybody. Somebody wants me to know about something, then they can let me know. And I have all the Twitter lists and stuff, so I'll go check those. But. Right. Well, that and Twitter's smart enough to actually, you know, it's like um, the article on Neil and they tweeted about it and because I like a lot of Neil's tweets and, and whatever. It said, hey, you may be interested in this article. And so, you know, that's up on my desktop right now for me to read later. But yeah, man, so it's 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 easier to avoid, but it's still right there. Whatever you want to find on the Internet, it's right there. You know, I, I see a lot of people because I spend the majority of my time on Twitter mm -hmm. and, you know, mental health isn't a new thing. Right. As far as as far as I know, we all have mental. That's, that's the other day. It's like people will in their bios. So I have filmmaker, podcast, panel, right. blah blah blah. But people in their bios have mental health in their bios. You think? Yeah. You no, know, don't. And I think if people, not to sort of knock it down or anything, but if people focus on that aspect of their life, mm -hmm. it can kind of make it worse. I see some Twitter accounts. And all they do is talk about how fed up they feel. Right. I'm fed up. I can't cope with this. I got, and I, I understand the cry for help type thing, but it's like mm -hmm. the constant. It's like just, I don't know. It's, it, it's a strange place, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, we all have mental health and some people right. think, think that mental health is a thing that you have. So it's like, oh, well, I have mental health issues. You don't. No, everybody does. Right. Every there is not one person in the planet that could that could hold their hand on heart and go, I am a hundred percent happy with my life. Right. I am never unhappy. <laughs> I'm never angry. I'm never frustrated. I'm never ever ever miserable and I love everything. Nobody right. does. So yeah. everybody has mental health issues. Yeah. But you know, you I find that if you've got those sort of core people that you can talk to about it, as mm -hmm. in face to face or over the phone or direct message or something, then that makes it easier. But I I've never been one of these that would publicly just tweet to the masses i feel fed up blah 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 and, uh, you know some people are okay with that that's fine it's just that's something i struggle with going i don't get what why don't they do it this way mm -hmm. why don't they why don't they just talk to their friends or this that, right that. so it's uh yeah it's it's I it's kind of sad i think in a way it just yeah. makes you want to give the world a hug and go right what it are you really angry does, about man i right. think I think everybody's looking for their tribe, their family, yes. their chosen family. And it's it's easier than than people think. I mean, you know, you get to know people and and you know, and it's it's something that you build and it's no different than making a movie. It's a process and it's not simple and easy as far as like you you make your
if you're doing a movie, you know that that's going to be long days. And if you're, you know, an independent filmmaker, then you're carrying your own stuff. You're setting your own stuff up. You're keeping track of all the papers, whether physical or digital and who's got what. And then wait a minute, I forgot this prop. What are we going to do? I mean, it's, it's tough, but when you get to the end, I guess it's almost, I've never had a baby, but I've watched uh, my ex-wife deliver uh, all four of the kids and it's arduous, man. I mean, like I used to be in the gym lifting with guys who would squat like 1200 pounds and man, they turn beet red and you'd think, okay, they're going to break. Not to mention if you're spotting them, good freaking luck, man. That's, uh, I'm not, I'm not getting under that. <laughs> that's uh that's a uh, big piece of concrete. And, but, um, but you know, I mean like, and they, they strain and the baby arrives after labor that could go on for, you know, three to 12 hours. But then the baby arrives, and you may not feel perfect, but on the other hand, it's like, wow, it's worth it, you know? And I think that's what friendships and movie making, music making, any kind of creation of anything, um, you know, it's, it takes effort. But on the other hand, it's well worth it in the end. But you'd mentioned finding your tribe. Mm-hmm. I think if, you, if you're a very unhappy, grumpy, negative person, you know, any or all of the above, right? And you you find a tribe that is also that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bad thing because you all yep. end up sitting around going, "The world's terrible. It's horrible." Blah blah blah. Right. I think you need a contrast of, you know, we, and we all get grumpy and negative and whingy and complaining. One, we all right. do it. You know, sometimes <laughs> we show it. Sometimes we don't show it. Right. But I think you need the yin and the yang. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have this sort of deal with Bob. When, when I used to go down and see him all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we've known each other for t- 20 years or whatever it is. Right. And it's like, if ever one of us is being a bit of a dick. Right. So, you know, be it doing something in life, then we could we could easily go up to the other one and go, actually, you're being an idiot. <laughs> and we have done it a couple of times. And I find that massively important. Yeah. I don't want friends who will just agree with me and, and let me behave in a crazy way, blah, blah, blah. I want them to right. go, uh, actually... No, that's that's kind of silly. Here's my advice, and I've often gone down to Bob's and go, right, let's just let's let's talk, let's mm-hmm. just discuss this and discuss that and blah blah blah. So I have those sort of core, uh, like psychologist type friends right. who are called, let's just discuss this, <laughs> and I come away from their house or whatever, go right, I've I've solved that problem out. Right. <laughs> or, or sometimes, and this is something I used to do years and years ago, but I've not done it for ages. I used to have a spare room in my house mm-hmm. that had no no LED displays. There was no lights, whatever. And I would go in and I would sit in there for like half an hour, not in a miserable mood, but if ever it's a case of I need to work something out, I need to work right. out what I'm going to do, how I'm going to solve this, where what my next goals are in life, blah, blah, blah. I would go in, I would put music on, instrumental music i always find the soundtrack to stephen king's the stand right. or the soundtrack to schindler's list just for some reason worked perfectly right <laughs> and i would come out of that room after an hour hour and a half and go right i, I know all the solutions to all the things i do because i would just get away from technology get yeah. away from speaking to people and go right let me go in my fortress of solitude for an hour come mm-hmm. out right i've got it all now i've worked it all out yeah and I, I you know i think I need to start doing that again sometimes, but oh yeah, just, just to get away from the screens, the LEDs, the, the people are judging their lives too much on numbers now. Mm-hmm. And by that, it's you know, I do a tweet, how many likes did it get? 
Right. How many, how many followers have I got? How many retweets have I had? Mm-hmm. How many people have listened to a podcast episode? People often ask me, going, what are your number? Neil did it last week. He said, what are your download numbers like? I'm like, right. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. I know that I could see how many people have downloaded it from TalkShoe. Right. But it doesn't show me how many people have listened from this other avenue or this right. one or that one. I, I don't care. It's like those until those numbers or how much money they've got in the bank or right. what the yearly salary is or you know that what number their iPhone is. It's like just stop letting numbers rule your life. Right. Because ultimately, problem. like you say, man, we do this because we're passionate about it. Yeah. We enjoy it. And it's always good catching up with you. It was great catching up, but you know, the times where Neil is, you know, you've I uh, had him on the podcast with me and yeah. uh, then the one-on-one podcast with him. It's fun catching up, man. You know, And so that's really why I do it. And two, I want to encourage people because I, I think one thing that doesn't help the positivity issue um, in, on, the, on the planet, um, you, it's, and now I'm, I'm thinking about so many different things because I wanted to go back and, and talk about uh, Billie Eilish for a second too. But it's like people have forgotten to dream. And I want to encourage people to to follow their dreams. And, you know, it's not always easy. Uh, the guy who came over last night, young filmmaker, and he also raps. And But he raps about the positive things, you know, about family and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, one of his uh, idol or like role models is Will Smith. And he's, you know, and so, um, you know, AC said that he doesn't have um, any profanity in there because, you know, one of these days his little daughter's going to listen to his stuff. And so, you know, I mean, and that's, that's good, man. But he wants to talk about the positive things and family and all that. And, um, but anyway, but he said that, you know, he records at the table in his kitchen because he doesn't have a studio. And he said, that's the basis for all his, you know, the beginnings of all his stuff. And so that means anybody else could do it too. But he said that, you know, he's always having to watch to see if the, someone's going to come up the front porch and knock on the door, or if his daughter's going to come in and say, Hey dad, you know, and um, so, you know, it it makes you a little hungrier versus going into a studio where everything is completely silent. And, you know, it's kind of like me. I have to make sure that the dogs are taken out. Otherwise, you're going to hear them on the podcast, <laughs> as you have numerous times. But that's and, OK, because it means those dog barks have now been immortalized on a podcast. Right. So there's always, <laughs> yes, oh, dogs are barking. But right. in, you know, in 20 years, you can listen to that show. That's right. And, you know, if, if the dogs may be. Aren't around, you know, to, you know, aren't around anymore because dogs are living shorter than people. Being oh, yeah. go, oh, I can hear the dog bark. Right. Yeah, and man. Th- th- for every negative, you can very quickly flip it around exactly. and turn it into a part. Every crap movie you watch, there mm-hmm. is a, at least, if you can laugh at least once in, yeah. a, in a terrible movie, then it's worthwhile. Yeah. Because you've laughed. Laugh's not easy to, uh, to come by. But people do need to dream. I, I, 20 odd years ago I decided I'm going to be a screenplay writer and I'm going to go mm-hmm. to Hollywood and be a millionaire and blah right. blah blah and I started typing away at the, the script which at some point I will go back and rewrite cause, but I'm too nervous because I'll bet it looks terrible but <laughs> I, I wrote it and I was telling people this is when I worked in the video store and they were like what are you doing so I'm writing a screenplay and they're like well why do you write a book I'm like well because I want to make it <laughs> a movie and they would go yeah alright everybody wants to do that Right, it's, you know, you're probably never going to get it done. Blah blah blah, and people <laughs> scoffed at the fact that I wanted to write a movie. But I'm I'm filming one now. In fact, I've filmed two already. I've just got to right. make them into something. I've done so much since the time that people went, <laughs> "You want to write movies?" Right. I've done more. I sometimes when I'm at work and people will ask me things and I'll tell them. I can hear 
me listening to somebody else saying that story thinking you're full of crap <laughs> there's no here you are in this little office and right. you're typing away just like the rest of us and you're here and you said you've you know you've met george romero mm-hmm. and you've chatted with the main core group of the walking dead and you've got to san diego comic-con and you've shot a film and you've hung around with rock bands and yeah whatever <laughs> but i hope because i just don't I don't accept that the you can't do that. Right. There's a lot that I do struggle with, but I don't accept. That I put a tweet out the other day, which I think I'd seen somebody do something similar. I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm going to tweak it. Is anybody who feels fed up mm-hmm. or who's miserable or thinks, you know, what, I'm not getting anywhere. Think of the coolest thing you've ever done in your life. Mm-hmm. You did that. Right. So if you did that, you can do stuff like that again. Mm-hmm. So if you think, oh, 20 years ago I did this and I did that, but I've not done anything. You did that. You did that one right. thing, whatever that thing is. What What is stopping you from doing it again or doing something similar or doing something even cooler? Definitely. And it's, yeah, people forget their own abilities, I think. I think people mm-hmm. people feel ordinary. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why, why can't? I can't do that. There's nothing special about me. I can't record an album or... Right. So I'm sure Billy Eilish sat down at some point and went, oh, I don't know if I can do this. There's so many, you know, the world's filled with Aretha Franklin. Right. And, and I, why yeah. me? She's done a Bond theme. It's right. like, there's only 20, 24 other people have done a Bond theme. Right. Well done. So that time when you're sitting thinking, recording an album in my bedroom, that's right. insane. It's not going to get me anywhere. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You've done a Bond theme. Well yeah. done. You've won Grammys dream dreams don't cost anything right but it sure does if you don't dream it'll cost you everything and you'll get to you know you were saying you know when you're 90 you want to be able to look back and say yeah i've lived a life worth living and those people who just say well that's not me i can't do that whatever then yeah they'll reach 90 and go wow you know what i should have taken that story about billy eilish recording in her bedroom and becoming a mega hit I should have seen that instead of hating on her because, well, you know, she's not in a big studio. Instead of hating on her, go, wow, I can do it too. You see these people shooting movies. Even Steven Soderbergh shot an entire feature film on, I think it was an iPhone 7. And, you know, and granted, you don't have, I mean, you know, there's a lot of dolly shots. It's a different style movie, but Soderbergh did it, man. So why not you? Why not you? Why not you? And um, pointing around, not that anyone can see that at all, but you know what I mean? And it's that should be encouragement. What uh, would have happened if, if Steven Spielberg decided, I'm not going to sneak onto the Universal right. lot <laughs> and pretend I work there because right. I'm probably going to get caught and I'm going to get in trouble and my parents will grab me. Right. What would have happened if he didn't do that? We wouldn't have all these magical movies. Oh, we wouldn't yeah. have E.T.'s or Indiana Jones or yeah. you know, Batteries Not Included and all these right. other cool little films. So <laughs> it's just dreams cost nothing. Right. And if you don't chase your dreams, guess what happens? Nothing. Right. And sometimes I, I think sometimes it's like uh, what Steve Ray Vaughn said, that sometimes when he was on stage, um, it's just like the universe would play through him. And he's, he, his thinking was that that was the same kind of energy that would flow through Hendrix and some of the greats. Right. And um, and I think sometimes there is a uh, sometimes your concept, your idea for whatever is completely yours. Sometimes it does come from some other point in the universe, for lack of a better term. And it's, it's saying, hey, man, this is your opportunity to lift, 
to jump off that cliff and just um, parasail or whatever. You know what I mean? Where you just glide without motor because the wind's going to carry you to your destination. And this is your time. And if you don't step out, then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give this concept to somebody else. And then, you know, you'll find, you know, the movie that uh, you wrote, but you didn't do anything with. It's, it's, you know, Steven Spielberg's new one or James Cameron. Yeah. Well, I remember chatting to you by Twitter DM and I was on about the trailer mm-hmm. and I'm like, does, does it, do the nerves ever get easier? Yeah. And then you just pretty much said, sometimes you just got to go up, screw it and click right. send. Oh yeah, man. And that's a, that's such a good phrase to use in I mean, it wasn't, you know, screw it wasn't the word you use, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a similar one, but right. it, so I think in life you've got to do that. Yeah, you've you've you know just go, you know this is what I want to do. I've got everything in place that I think mm-hmm. will get me on that right path. Mm-hmm. Screw it, click send. Oh yeah, and then and then just learn to course correct if you need to. But right, you know, it's I was sitting on a tour bus and it was a case of I'm on a tour bus with a rock band. I'm filming the concerts. How how have I got here from this? kid who lived on his own when he was 13 <laughs> right, who, right who used to run for his life constantly who left school before he sat any exams whatsoever right who moved to england on his own started building a new life has worked sort of a few dead-end jobs here and there but i am but on your own on tour business bus. at one point i've owned my own business at yeah. some point which i also fell into and it was one of these screw it click send yeah, I'll take the store <laughs> over. Uh, b- because I have clicked send so many times in my life. So yeah. they're not always going to work out. But, you know, you you do something. You click send and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Just learn from it. Just yeah. go, well, that didn't work. So next time I have to go near that send button, uh, I'll maybe do it a little bit differently. But <laughs> the, the worst thing you can possibly do is to just stay at home going, there's no point. I, right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to succeed at that because... It won't work, and then never try anything because you will get to a certain point in your life where you're like, "Why didn't I say yes to that?" And guess right. what? It's too late. You right. know, when you're seventy, you can't go right. I, I wish I'm going to go back to when I was twenty and redo that part. You, right. it can't be done. So why not try it? And at seventy, I don't know that you know. Now Neil may be the exception to the rule, but when you're seventy, eighty, ninety, I don't know that uh, you want to be toting your tripod and camera rolling down the mountainside, <laughs> no. getting all muddy. I mean, I, I don't know that he no. would get up quite as quickly at uh, 80, you know? I think he would. I've seen that guy. <laughs> I, I witnessed him uh, running around arenas with his shoulder come, oh, and wow. he would be over on the left-hand stage at one point, and I would look right. through my view. And next thing, he's over the other side. So it's like, how? <laughs> I think he's got some weird teleporty thing going on. But That's it. I think Neil would also agree going, chase your dreams. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and that guy does. And we all do. Yeah. You know, but it's, you, you see a lot of people that don't, and it's a shame. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there was somebody at my workplace who they went to university and they've got a media degree and blah, blah, blah. And I was chatting to her about it. And she was fed up with the, the day job, night job that she's on now. I said, mm-hmm. why don't you do something with media degree? Well, there's no point. Nobody's doing it. And I, <laughs> I can't do this. I'm like, I, I didn't do any degrees. I had done yeah. nothing. I left school with no exams and, Right. done so many cool things why are you not doing it people right. just need to screw it and click send which yeah. is now going to be a yeah. phrase i think there may well be a hashtag at some point i'm seeing screw some it, t-shirts in there too man I'm yeah seeing, i'm seeing a I'm seeing a podcast right. screw, it. <laughs> click, you know, screw it and send maybe that's a different style that's podcast yep. i don't know but but you know it's but funny because what you're saying is true for me as well in that um i've 
always, I mean, like I started making short films uh, when I was 12 and wrote my first screenplay before I left high school. And so that was my dream. But yet my dad was like, no, you need a degree, which makes sense. I'm not mocking him by Mm. that change in tone of voice. But um, but yet, you know, I went to I went to college for a year, commercial art and advertising and, you know, photography and all that. And at the end of the year, I was like, you know what? I'm missing so many classes, uh, barely holding everything together because I want to be on these different movie sets because this is when North Carolina was in the top three states of filmmaking. And so that became my passion. I mean, like my focus. And then I got uh, uh, connected with a TV studio and worked my way up as high as I could go without a degree. And so then I went back to school, but it was commercial art and advertising. And then it was Adobe Illustrator that got me into 3D modeling because of the vectors and and stuff. And um, so then that got me into computer animation, which then got me right back into storytelling, which because I had my own company at that point. And um, so anyway, and then I was like, man, I've got to get back into video. And then, so I did a short film, which was like 45 minutes long. And then I went on to the next thing and I would just make my own projects. And this is what led me to do produce my first feature film, which then led me to be able to direct a feature film for Dexter. So you never know, man. But you know, it's, again, I didn't, I didn't learn to, um, you know, I learned how to edit at the TV state studio, but I didn't go to school for it. I didn't ever, I was never classically trained in 3d modeling and animation. I just learned it. I just sat there and played with it and made things that made me happy. And, um, I just thought it was cool. And then of course, when toy story came out and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm going to pursue, um, you know, 3d modeling and animation a little bit harder. And then, you know, Robert Rodriguez and his success. And I'm like, that could be me, you know, and, and JJ Abrams and all these people that kind of, you know, there's the Steven Spielberg, that generation, but then there's the JJ Abrams generation, which is ours. Same thing with, um, you know, there's so many filmmakers that if you will say, yes, I can do that too. They're what's stopping you is you, you just need to step it up. You need to take chances. You need to write that script and, um, and find those mentors because there's a lot of people who have been given to and we want to give back. And there was a guy named Harry Joyner who read one of my first scripts and said, wow, you're you're a master at dialogue, but some parts of your movie are just kind of fluffy and you need to, you know, think about this and that. So it was, you know, a good compliment. But then, you know, it was worth saving. I didn't take it as, wow, I suck. I'm never going to write anything again. It was, hey, this guy took the time to actually read it. He likes my dialogue. He thinks a couple of scenes are soft. I can correct that, and then I'll have a solid script. But imagine if you'd have encountered somebody who was a negative. Oh, yeah. So you go, hey, look at this script I've written, and he read it and went, that's crap. Right. (laughs) You might never have, have... you know, proceeded to the next thing. Well, you see, might that's... never have become a podcaster. You might yeah. have never have done the other shows. You might never have. And it's so, so people need to realize if you just, you know, pee all over somebody's thing because you're, you're a negative, right. that can have Didn't such they say a that in England? Who pissed in your cornflakes? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, that's a phrase. Yeah. Okay, I was <laughs> just checking because I sent that so to you the other day, and I was like, I don't know, maybe that makes no sense to someone in England. So carry on, man, with your thought. And, Sorry. And I think another thing is, and you see people go, so what are your dreams? Well, I, I dream of writing a book. I dream of writing. A book. Yeah. Stop dreaming. Stop dreaming. Go do it. Right. So if you want to, if you want to write a book or make a film or record a song in your bedroom, dreaming one day that you'll be doing a Bondi, just 
do it. Exactly. What, why there's nothing to lose whatsoever. It it is very scary when you show it to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in my brain, the Mimi films are amazing. They're great, and I would love to watch them. And it, they're perfect. So to then put them out for other people to see it is very scary. Mm-hmm. But even then, you don't have to put them out. Right. <laughs> if, I, if I watch them, you know, and, and I've had this conversation with people. Say, so if I if I put the Mimi films together and and watch them and go, you know what, kind of doesn't work. Right. It does. Blah blah blah. For whatever reasons, if I get to that point where I go, oh. What have I done? <laughs> I've really messed this up. <laughs> it's fine because I'm I'm having such an amazing, fun journey along, you know, so I now know a lot more what it's like to be a filmmaker, to put a trailer together, to mm-hmm. edit, to, to put music over it, to go, wow, that works, blah, blah, blah. So if the film didn't work, I'm okay with that. Right. It's fine because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. If right. I was miserable every step of the way, God, I hate editing, I hate writing, I hate mm-hmm. filming people, I hate actors, ugh, then don't do it. Just, <laughs> just, just move on and find something you do like. But right. everybody needs a thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm a firm believer in that. And it's like I keep saying to Annette, I'm like, you need a thing. And she, she has a thing now. It's building crazy big Lego uh, kits. She's right. she's well into that. She's, she's obsessed with that. Wow. That she's great. I'll send you some pictures later on. She's Dude, got this man. big city time, set time, you know, yeah. escape thing. So that's that's one of her things. She that also is loves awesome. Reading. That's her thing. Yeah. Everybody needs a thing. There is nothing more sad than when mm-hmm. somebody's really fed up and you go, well, what do you enjoy doing? And they go, nothing. Right. That's the saddest thing in yeah. the world <laughs> to hear somebody. I don't have any hobbies. There's nothing right. I really like doing. Oh, my God. Get one. Right. Get a thing. Experiment. I mean, like, go and find, you know, there's the cool thing with nowadays, uh, you know, whether it's something like writing a book and you can self-publish through Amazon or shooting a movie, which you can self-publish through Amazon, you won't make, I mean, like, you stand to make some money, but it's not like, hey, I can retire, that kind of thing. But still, your vision is out there. But if it's something where, um, you know, like, there's different groups in every town that, you know, hey, I'd like to try origami. I'd like to try watercolor painting. I'd like to try this. There's groups, man. Go hang out. Go test the water. Um, you know, my kids love color. I'm, I'm much more when I do illustrations, I'd rather just keep it in black and white. Sometimes I'll add color in Photoshop just because it's easier to, you know, undo or hide layer. You know what I mean? But my kids, man, they are just all out, you know, adding color and, and they don't care. They're reckless with it. And that's what makes them such good artists. And I admire that in my kids. But go out there and try it. Everything's not for everyone. It's, you know, I, I have the mindset that if I need to do something, um, I'm just going to figure out a way to do it. I needed a pedestal for my new uh, shelves. And so I went out into the garage, found the lumber that was just, you know, stuff that I had, you know, the, the odds and ends from other projects, chopped it up, put it together, put it under there. And now I'm going to build, um, I built the mounts for the Gears of War Lancers and, and they turned out fine. You know what I mean? So really you have to believe in yourself and let that forward momentum go and understand that there's no failure if you learn something. Um, when I was doing the, um, I'd convert frames like, you know, poster frames are one size. And then I'd, some of my artwork that I have prints and stuff, they're different odd sizes. So I have to trim stuff down and I cut one of the frames wrong. And I was like, well, geez, I should have been paying more attention where, but I learned something from it. 
you know, yeah, you, you did. Yeah. So that's, so don't be afraid of making mistakes because sometimes by mistake, you will find the best way to create this filter that you don't have in your, um, your video editing or and in if, Photoshop. And if you think that, you know, if anybody thinks, if you think you're going to get through life without making mistakes, yeah. you're, out, you're, you're out of your mind. You're, you're, you're going to make You're them. either out of your mind or not doing anything, right? <laughs> exactly. <You're> sitting around <laughs> tweeting about how terrible everything is. Right. <laughs> yep. But it really is, wow. like you said in the beginning, man, it's a matter of what you're focusing on mm. and you have to look at the positive side of things. And, you know, it, whether it, just in every facet of life, there's, and I, you know what, I keep saying I'm going to post this, but I will post this uh, video of Jeff Bridges telling the story about the, uh, the, you know, this man on a farm and then his neighbor. And it's like his horses got away and the neighbor came over and said, oh, well, that's too bad. And the farmer said, really? And so the next day the horses came back and brought more horses. So then the man came over and said, oh, well, that's good, right? I don't know. Let's see, maybe. And so it's our, it's our determination to, fought, to have these, you know, like, oh, well, that's bad. Oh, that's good. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what anything is in the next, you know, hour, uh, even in the next minute. You and I could continue talking for another 15 or we could wrap it up. I mean, you know, we, it's, it's all like uh, Sarah Connor said, you know, it's, 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 we don't, it's, we, uh, the only fate is what we make, right? Wasn't that what she yep. uh, put into the, uh, the yes. picnic table? And so, yeah, man. And, and so being positive and not so connected to certain outcomes, um, you know, then, then there's, there's more room for creativity. There's more room for satisfaction coming from whatever you want to be passionate about. And if you watch a hundred films this year, and 99 of them are crap, yeah. which is unlikely, but you know you need to question your taste in films if that's <laughs> right. the case. But if you want 100 films, 99 are terrible. Spend a lot of time talking about the one you liked. Yeah. Why you liked it. You know, a lot of people bash We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. I love that film. I think it's great. I haven't seen but it. I'll check it it's, out. It's really good. Yeah. You know, Matt Damon goes, oh, I'm going to buy a zoo. And everybody's like, you're out of your mind. Why are you going right. to spend your inheritance on a zoo? He's like, because I want to buy a zoo. And <laughs> right. he buys a zoo and, you know, people show up and it's nice and it's fluffy and it's it's films like Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy quits his job. Is he out of his mind? You're at, no, yeah. Yeah. Not really. Because, you know, keep <laughs> watching the film. Keep it good in. It'll be along in a minute. <laughs> Things like, I get a lot of positivity from movies. There are, mm. Even Scarface. Which is not a happy film, <laughs> but right. I, I I watched Scarface and yes, it is a very dark film, and it's not got a great ending because he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it is about a guy who thinks this is what I want from my life. This is the right. things I want. How am I going to get it? And he gets it, and then kind of screws it up. But he does get it. Right. So you know, even in Scarface, there's a lot of positivity. Right. Well, it shows you what your mindset being uh, being determined and believing in yourself, then where where that can take you. Breaking Bad is another one. We, right. you know, I wouldn't recommend opening up a meth lab, but that's right. about a guy who has a problem and he thinks, how can I help my family? This right. is what I need to do. Here's the steps I'm going to take. And he, again, he ends up going down the dodgy route, but right. he's, it's determination. He doesn't sit around in his room going, life sucks because I'm ill and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. He tries something and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I think one of the coolest um, questions that was asked, and this was a general ask on Facebook by a friend of mine who's writing a script, and she was asking, you know, if you knew you were going to die um, one year from today, what would you change in your life? And I really wouldn't change anything, man. Um, I would change the final year 
So I yeah. would go, right, I'm now going to make a list right. of things that I'm going to do in these final few months. And I'd just yeah. go do them. I, I, you know, so I yeah. wouldn't change anything in the past because you can't really. Right. You've, every horrible time, you've probably learned something from it. Mm -hmm. It's obviously there's the exceptions where you go, well, you know, the school bus went off the cliff and all these people and I was driving it, you know, <laughs> change that, change that part maybe. Right. But I really, I mean, like if I was going to, if I knew I was going to die one year from today, um, I would still be pursuing my dreams the way I am right now. I'd still write, I'd still podcast, um, you know, I'd probably have less arguing amongst the people that I, that do try to argue with me. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like, you know, if you are doing what you believe that you're meant to do, then there's a peace that comes with that. And that's, I think that would bring back the positivity that would bring back the dreaming and, um, and probably get it. And you wouldn't even have to ask people to lay their phones down. They would just leave them behind. They would go on these adventures and they would, they would live in that moment and enjoy it. You know, I have in the other room. A, a picture and a piece of writing that somebody sent me in 1999 and I've still got on a frame mm -hmm. and I, I decided one day, screw it, click send. So I, I wrote a handwritten <laughs> letter to Oliver Stone. This yeah. was way back before I interacted with any famous people. Now I interact with famous people all the time. It's great. Right. But back then it was like, I don't even know if you'll read this thing. Right. But I'm, it's going to make me feel better to go, do you know what? I'm looking forward to Alexander. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I wrote to him and he sent me the sign picture back and he'd written on the front of it, uh, good luck and work hard. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Stone. Right. And to this day, it's something I follow. Yeah. It's like I decided to chase a dream and write to one of my favorite filmmakers to tell him I was a fan and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And he took the time to send this back. Mm -hmm. And it's still on my wall. It's, mm -hmm. So it's... And I think, I don't know whether it was him or not that said it, but it, somebody famous said it. If you want something you've never had, mm -hmm. you must do something you've never done. Yeah, definitely. So man. it's like if you want to be a filmmaker or you want to write a book or you want to be in your bedroom and record a thing and then go and do a bomb movie, <laughs> you've, you've, you've got to do something to get that that way you know sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring from paramount going hey right. uh, i don't suppose you want to make a movie with tom cruise do you right actually i would quite like to do you've got <laughs> to make the steps to dream so if, if you've dreamed of being a filmmaker or stop dreaming go do it pick yeah, a camera up definitely like, start singing blah 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 yeah i follow uh dwayne johnson on instagram and mm. that's he's all about you've got to put in the work if you're going to get anything if you want to build something you have to put in the work and it's, you know, so that's, that's good, constant motivation. Kevin Hart has very similar mindset as far as you have to build it and you have to keep fueling it. You can't just rest on your laurels. You have to keep pushing and, and grow. And you look at, you know, he went from being a comedian to being an actor and a comedian. And I think he's still probably one of the biggest comedians on the planet, but yet, you know, you look at Jumanji and, and, you know, now he has his own, um, uh, film studio. So now he's producing yes. films under his own label and yeah, it's awesome stuff, man. And everybody's capable of that these days. You know, you, you can have your own domain, you can form an LLC or not or whatever, but I mean, you can have your own brand and it is just as, um, as vital if you, if you're pumping stuff out, man, people, I mean, it's like from page to screen, you look at how huge that's gotten and it's only because <laughs> and, and you have the time <laughs> in, like, man. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I regularly get emails from from people who who don't necessarily know me going, "Hey, I wonder if you guys, what, what do you mean, you guys? <laughs> I wonder if you're, I wonder if any of your team could." Right. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Have it's like you just want to go, "Hey, it's me in a laptop, for God's sake." <laughs> but that was that was a dream. No, you know, I didn't think. Right, a song start from page to screen. You know, Annette came up with the name. I came up with all the other stuff and and do the majority of the bits and pieces. But I didn't think this is what it needs to be in ten years. This is what I'm enjoying the journey. Right. You know, if you're de- if you're doing a road trip to go see something or other, just look. You know, enjoy the scenery, mm-hmm. enjoy the journey along the way. Don't necessarily go right. If I'm not gonna get this, if I'm not gonna win an Oscar for my film. There's no point making short films. Like, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the trip. Right. Sometimes you'll get to where you're going. Sometimes you won't. But as long as you're enjoying the trip, I play video games because I enjoy playing video games, not because right. I need to see how the end credit sequence looks. Right. I enjoy playing the games. The same if I watch a TV series, I'll think about. Oh, I wonder how this will end. Right. But I never skip to the end and go. Let's watch the end. Right. Scene. I enjoy the journey <laughs> along the way. Yeah. And that's. And I think that's. And that's, that's, I, I agree with you, man. That's the pure, um, enjoyment of things. Cause I know, you know, periodically on the Xbox, it'll say that, you know, Stuart is, I don't know, G five ahead of me. I don't even understand what that means. I'm not competitive in that way. No. Um, but you know, I imagine some people are driven, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I finished gears of war five before anybody else or whatever. And nah, man, I enjoy the story. It's like the binge watching. You see that a lot more so with podcasters. We're like, I need to hammer through the new season of Daredevil or Stranger Things in 24 right. hours. I've got to binge it because right. I've got to talk about it and tell people about it. Right. You don't have to do any, unless it's your job and you get paid right. to do that, which is a whole different thing. But a lot of indie podcasters will batter through shows. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, I have, to talk, I have to talk about it. I have to review it. Right. No, you don't. And they're not you know, going to re- enjoy it the same way you know like you or i watching it and if we watch two episodes back to back it's because we cannot stop it is that good mm, you know of course yeah so any Seems. final thoughts as we wrap this up my final thoughts would be if you the the one that i've already mentioned where if you dream of doing something that's good but just go do it make steps mm-hmm. to do it and if somebody else has done something so you look at Tom Cruise, for example, going, oh, it must be, must be great to be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was born the same way we were. Right. He worked extremely hard. He became very focused. He learned all the craft by being on film sets and watching what people do, blah, blah, blah. Tom Cruise is not a superhero where he's just being given all this stuff that he's done. He's worked for it and he's earned it. So if, if you're looking at somebody else going, I wish I could do that, you can. Definitely. You, know? you look at J.J. Abrams, you look at... Yeah. Um, you know, all the people we've talked about, um, the, you know, even Tony and Ridley Scott, they started out mm-hmm. the same way we all did with dreams and ambitions and they acted upon it. James Cameron, he was kicked out of his own editing suite and had to break back in so he could re-edit Piranha 2. <laughs> and then, he, you know, he had pneumonia one day and he came up with this, he had this nightmare where somebody was walking out of the flames. That's where the Terminator came from. Right. So it's just... Just do it. It'll either work or it won't work. As long as nobody gets hurt in your uh, in the crossfire, then it's all good. But just, right. yeah, try, try it. Because we've done some cool stuff in our life. And we will do so much more cool stuff in our, in our next few years. So, you know, people should also try and make a list. 
Make right? a list of things you want to do in any given year and just, you know, you might not complete them all. Some people would get all OCD and go, oh my God, I didn't do them all. <laughs> you know as long as you do one of them. Right. That's kind of cool. And I, I think everything falls into place. It's almost like shuffling a deck of cards. Um, you know, you're, you're just keep on trying, keep on working at it. And, and the worst thing celebrate you can your do accomplishments. Is, yeah. The worst thing you can possibly do is to do nothing. Yeah. That's it. So that's probably my final thought. It's like, just don't sit around and go, I wish I just start doing it. Right. And then what was your catchphrase? Just click send. Uh, yeah, screw it and click send. <laughs> it's great. I think it's, you summed it up perfectly. Right. <laughs> and it, sometimes it's uh, the scene in Point Break where Keanu, uh, Patrick Swayze, he's gone out of the plane and it's, oh no, I need to catch him though. Right. And Keanu goes, you know, to paraphrase, screw it, jumps out of plane. Right. I'm not advocating <laughs> anybody jumps out of plane without a parachute, but right. that moment where you go, screw it, right. click send. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It, more people should do it. So I, this, this might start some sort of mass crazy epidemic, in which case, no, we're not. John and I are not responsible for it. But yeah, just just do it. Click send. As long as you're clicking send, then that's all good, man. <laughs> yeah, and if it don't work, run away. So. That's right. <laughs> and and make another tent, man. Just keep on going. Yeah. Well, dude, it's, it's been great catching up with you this morning, and I appreciate your time as always. And um, anyway, man, I'll get this posted before too long and let Same. you know about it. We will put this out on both our feeds so we will yeah. maximize and just spread the positivity. Pay it forward. Yep. Screw it. Click send. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> Do one nice thing for somebody today and uh, it'll make you feel better as well. Definitely. And it's it's free. It's easy to do. It is. <laughs> yep. Hey, and so I'll, um, mm-hmm. after I edit out the, uh, the pee break, then, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah. I'll do my bookends, but I'll export one version that just simply has the audio. So you don't have the bleed in on the music on both ends and send that to you. That's fine. You can leave the music one in if you wish. It's a nice little mashup one. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Because the positive way, it's a bit of extra advertising for Waxing Cinematic. Oh, definitely. And, uh, and on your feed, it's a bit of extra advertising for me. So That's right. Ways, so <laughs> it's all, right, all good, man. Well, dude, I hope you have a good day. And uh, even too. though I've, I still have plenty more day than you, but yeah, man, have a good day and have a good weekend. You too. All Take right. care. Bye. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Bye. Man. Bye. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.